when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Basic Bingers podcast number five. I'm Boyd Hilton. I'm joined by my regular teammate, Kay Ribeiro. Hello. And look who's back. It's only Stephanie Seelan. Where on God's green earth have you been? Well, well, well. Now, you know how you're always saying to me, God, you are just like royalty. You are so wonderful and amazing and we just um, love you. I'm not sure. Boy, yeah. have we ever said that? Yeah, I don't know if we, we know have. You're always saying you that. You were more than capably, your seat was more than capably filled by John Dan, so I literally don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Well, Ooh, that's harsh. I'm just going to let that go because it's been very kind of John to sit in for me. But let me get back to my point about royalty. Me and Kate Middleton, do you remember when Kate Middleton was really sick? Yeah. Yes. And she went into the Lido oh, wing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then she, she was, was oh, yeah. what was she doing? She was like having oh, God, the heir to the throne. Oh, yeah, she's the heir to the throne. Well, I've got the heir to the basic bingers and I've been growing this heir to the basic bingers, but it's been giving me a lot of stress. <laughs> This is a roundabout way of saying that I'm going to have a baby. Oh. She's having a pog. Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, I've been incredibly unwell, so I have not been able to get out of bed. You've actually got what she, Kate Middleton had, right? I have got hyperemesis gravidarum. What a great phrase. Yes, which means you cannot stop being sick. Wait a minute. Are you about to vomit in the middle of this live No, not on, on now I'm on the good Not on John's drugs. new equipment. He's got fancy new equipment. He'd be furious. Yeah, I'm mean, on the good drugs now, so oh, yeah. it's fine. Oh, okay. So it's kind of got well, a little bit more Middleton control. on the good drugs? She was on the good drugs. Well, they, they've got her in the Lido. To, yeah, it, yeah. It's, well, I mean, you have it throughout the whole she thing. She had Lido. Steph's got Luton. I've got Luton, yeah. Mm. I mean, we should say you are eating a packet of frazzles. I'm not, is that part of the treatment? You ha- well, the part of the treatment is just eat anything dry that doesn't make you feel sick. Oh, really? Sick. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's yeah. literally part of the treatment. You literally haven't I seen her joking, chipstick wrap she was having chipstick yesterday. Chipstick wrap. Dry foods. Yeah. Chipsticks. Yeah, I mean, I can't eat any more Jacob's Cream Crackers. It's, Bloody hell. Yeah. This is like the opposite of when I had diverticulitis. Oh, actually. here we oh. go. Here, let her have oh her illness, Boyd. Right, it's not about your diverticulitis. The champagne illness again. <laughs> the champagne illness. Still with me, I can't drink champagne. Oh, yeah, God, let me listeners. get my little violin. Anyway, that's very exciting. So just to confirm, because yeah. you, you you were dancing around a little bit, but yeah. then you did blatantly announce yeah. to our listeners, who are going to be thrilled, I think, that the first Basic Binger's baby, as far as we know, is going to arrive in how many months? Can you oh, me? so long. Not It's not coming till March. Okay. So, so you'll be back regularly on the podcast 
Sickness, illness. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can tell you exactly that it is 169 days. I know <laughs> this because every day is so you stressful that I'm counting every single day. Wow. On the plus side, it is giving you an extra opportunity to watch more TV, right? I have watched... Well, can I just say, obviously, you've been away, what, three weeks maybe now? Three. Three weeks. So you missed each, And in that time, you, you must probably watched dozens and dozens of um, crime, true crime things on Netflix, but you're still only now three. No. Yes. Well, no, no, listen, no, no. Um, John Dan, as the Lord Master what? of this podcast, has officially on Twitter given yeah. her permission to have two extra picks. I, I did not okay this. I know, Can I know, I he say? did it and he, no one could stop him. Where he was the application it. in Triplicate? Oh, <laughs> I've got, do you know what? I really, I wrote down all the things I've watched yeah. and then I cut it down. <laughs> You're only yeah. And five when stuff. I cut it down, I cut it down to ten and then I did ten. another cut and I cut it down and I've just counted and I've cut it down to six. Why don't you put your you viewing... You've got to drop one. Six. No, you can't have... That's... You allowed five stuff. Why Come don't you on. put your viewing diary online somewhere? You know, like a kind <laughs> okay. of... Okay. Uh, you know, like... Um, who's the director who does that? Does all, puts all his... Um, I think it's Steven Soderbergh. Go uh, you know his website. Steph Sealand, like... Steven Sp- yeah. Soderbergh. Same thing. Oh, okay. You can be Hello. the Soderbergh. Makes sense. Fine. Okay. Save some for the next week as well. Anyway, we haven't even got that far yet, by the no. way. This is not a queue in for the three. We right, okay. haven't even announced the menu yet. Oh. Because I do like to alert listeners to the fact that we will be reviewing in the meat section three phenomenally interesting, I'm not saying they're phenomenal because that would be a spoiler, mm-hmm. phenomenally interesting new shows. The Haunting of Hill House, Netflix's big Halloween 10 part epic horror drama series. Mm-hmm. The Bisexual. <laughs> that's the title of the show I'm not talking about any particular individual that is the title of the new show mm-hmm. from Desiree Akavan writer-director great of name. great name and writer-director of great independent films including The Miseducation of uh, Cameron Thingy that came out recently in cinemas oh, yes. Cameron Thingy Cameron Thingy cool and finally, Women on the Verge, which could well be, and I know this is an obvious thing to say, but it is true, a description of two of the people in this room right now. Yes, absolutely I mean, true. listen, I can't even argue with that. No. No. I mean, it's just a fact. Before all that, though, in traditional style, we are going to do the three, where we each pick three things that we're not reviewing in depth that we've managed to see. They could be on now, they could be on in the past, they could be on in the in- imminent future, or they could be ten of them. Yes. Like there will be now from Stephanie Seaman. There's just going to be just six, just six. And three going to be the, the big yeah. three. Yeah, some, so there's can three, I just say, and, this is and can big, I just say? This is, this is classic Steph, right? She's been given special dispensation by mm-hmm. John Dan, our Lord, yeah. our master, to have two extra picks, so mm. she's going for three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So the first one, which you must immediately all watch if you've got two hours to spare, and it's about two hours and four minutes, as you know, I like to be accurate with the time. Quincy. On Netflix. Yes. A new documentary directed by his daughter, Rashida Jones, about Quincy Jones' life. Quincy Jones, if you don't know who he is, is basically uber producer of, like, very heavily involved in Michael Jackson. He runs Uber. No, he does does sideline. He had to Ah, earn a dollar. And he has had an absolutely fascinating and amazing life. And it's just, it's so. He's he's now involved in lots of charity work, but, he, you know, he's got lots of kids. He talks. It's just such a wonderful, intimate portrayal. And Rashida Jones, who you may know as Anne Perkins from Parks and Rec, the great Parks and Rec, is his daughter. And she has directed it all. And it's just, it's, perf- it's perfect. Amazing. It's absolutely brilliant. I mean, yeah. Because <laughs> he's, got, he's got six kids. Wow. Oh, to be yeah. fair, then it was good of her to get that access. Yeah, because yeah, the other five. I think he's got like six kids, 27 grandchildren. I mean, yeah, it's wow. a big family. But yeah, 
wonderful. You should watch it. I see. It, I'm just going to say, I'm not going to go really in depth on these no, things. So it's going to it's going to fly we'll be by. Brevity always. We'll, 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 we'll okay. be here all effing day, and we've all got work to do. ITV to catch a serial killer. Trevor McDonald's. Oh, okay. Trevor McDonald. Right, one hour to find out what happened when Sean O'Callaghan went missing and Steve Fulcher, the detective, was determined to find out where she'd gone, okay? Now, this is very, very interesting. It's not kind of your average investigation into a crime because it's got a very interesting twist in that this detective... Don't tell you Steve- what no, no, no. It, I mean, it's happened. So it's all fact. But what it's more about is how the detective behaves. So this detective, mm-hmm. Steve Fulcher, mm-hmm. he basically was able to find out from the perpetrator of the crime, Christopher Halliwell, what had happened to Sean O'Callaghan. And in the process of finding out what happened, Christopher Halliwell reveals that he is also going to tell him where another body is buried. And there's a big legal thing about... The way that Steve hand the way that Steve handled it, I'm not gonna tell you what he did, the way that he handled it and what the outcome was for Christopher Halliwell. It's very, very interesting legal kind of dilemma in this true life case. It's excellent. Really. So like it must it. be an interesting legal dilemma because you're not even saying who's killed who yet, which is unusual I, for you. It's very no, I've yeah. changed. Yeah. I've changed. You're holding back. I'm reformed. Good. Okay. Two. That was the second. Two. Right. The third of three. The third the third <laughs> of six. Inside the Criminal Mind, Netflix. Four parts. The four parts are serial killers, kidnapping, cult leaders and crime lords. Cheery. I mean, you don't get better than that. 48 or 49 minutes long each I of them. I thought you were going to say hours. I'm not No. Joking. And it examines the psychology behind... So, you know, they look in... And the cult leaders, they look at, like, the Waco siege. And in Serial Killers, they look at Jeffrey Dahmer. So it's, like, all big, high-profile cases. But it's more looking at, what the hell is wrong with these people? Why are they doing these things? They are bad. Well, I mean, well, they were they born that way? You know? And it's not really their fault. I mean, that's a question. Mm. Okay. So that's an official three. Now... Very, very quickly, another thing on Netflix, first and last. What's that about? Right. So this is brilliant, and it's a new, good new concept that they've got. First and last is following the inmates of Georgia Gwinnett County Jail, and it follows them on their first days in prison or their last days when they're just about to be released. It's absolutely fascinating. Is it both? So do, do you see just some first days of yes. one? So you see not, some people's on their first days. I want to days. see the first and last of the same prisoner. Well, no, because that would be a long series. What if they get a big, long sentence? Mm, fair well, yeah. I mean, listen, they should like spend the years filming them. I mean, I'm, I see what you're saying. They could be more in-depth, but I yeah. just... Like it's Serial still, did for a year. It's still good. It's okay, still fine. good. So, yeah, you see people... Um, it's fascinating to see what happens to these people. So they're like in holding... What happens to them in holding cells and if they get bonds and how much they have oh to pay and with them phoning people to try and get help them get out of it. It's, it's very good. Again, see, Brief. I want to mention... Wait, Brief is the new show? Yeah. I want to <laughs> mention Ballers Season 4 because Russell Brand, great new addition to Ballers, Russell Brand is in Season 4 of Ballers. Ballers, the show with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Yeah. On Sky? Yeah. Oh, okay. Steph loves that. She's talked about that it's before. It's absolutely oh, yeah. fantastic. And you know sometimes, like, with, um, you know what, that Damien Lewis show that they got John Malkovich on and it gave it a... Billions. Yeah, billions. Mm. And it gave it, a, like, it injected Injection. something else to mm. it. Mm. That's what's happened with Russell Brand. So they've got Russell Brand on this show and it is... I mean, Who I loved it play? anyway. Is he basically playing <sighs> himself? Yeah, he kind of does. So he <laughs> plays this real arrogant kind of narcissist who owns um a sports a sports tv channel place and that they buy his business and he just behaves very badly but he's 
absolutely brilliant in it. It's really, it's a, if you haven't watched Bullers before, you can kind of watch it from this season and you'll love it. So you should watch it anyway. And then my last... You know, did you say when that's on? It's on Sky Atlantic and that's now on, TV. Yeah. It, um, every, I'm going to say Thursday, is that Every right? Thursday at 9pm. Oh. Man with the Facts. Right, lastly... It's 10pm, but... Isn't it? Okay, is it man with inaccurate facts. It is 10pm. Yeah, it's 10pm. Let's, let's be accurate It all is 10pm. Right, lastly, if you've got 20 minutes, there is a podcast called Criminal that I know none of you listen to, but I listen to it all the time. It's um, Phoebe Judge does, and it, she's she's nearly, this is, she's nearly done 100 now. This one is episode 98, I believe, and it's called The Doctors. It's only 20 minutes long, but the reason I'm mentioning it is because it is incredibly profound. She's talking to three of America's leading trauma surgeons, and they're basically just telling her what it's like to tell people that their loved ones have died oh, and how but, but it's, I don't think I can watch this but you know why you should in, in, listen to it it's a podcast so you you know I should because that's why I can't watch it yeah you can't watch it factually you I didn't zone out I just sorry you but why it's so good <laughs> is I'm on the I'm on the is final the hurdle one? yeah wow. no, you've done very well it's just it makes you feel I don't know. Very appreciative of your oh, life. It's only okay. twenty minutes. It's very, it's very interesting. What's it called again? It's it's criminal. The podcast. Yeah, and it's the most recent episode. And right? it's yeah, the doctors. Okay. Well, I know. I think Steph, you know, I was it's worried. Good to have you back. Yeah, I was worried about the, you Thanks, turning guys. the three into the six. And if you're more worried about the fact that you turn the temperature up in this room to about hundred degrees, oh my gosh, degrees. it's sweltering. I'm currently adjusting that. Okay. So before we all um, drown in our sweat oh due gosh. to this the incredible temperature we've so suddenly hot. reached in this room, I've turned it down. It's fine. All right. Okay. What three, three things mm-hmm. have you been enjoying this week? Okay, last week I was really into Queen of the World, which is on ITV Tuesday. It's a two-part documentary. We've had a lot of um, royal family documentaries recently, particularly about the Queen. But you know me, I love Her Majesty and the royal family. Lizzie. Lizzie, to her friends. So I love this one. It's basically about her role as the head of the Commonwealth and the fact that she's now passing the baton onto the younger generations, William, Kate, Harry and Meghan. And... What I loved most about this is a two-parter, but in this first episode, any opportunity to see the Queen at home, off duty. So do you remember a while ago we reviewed the programme when she was just having a nice chat about trees with David Attenborough? Oh, the Queen on Trees. Queen on Trees. You wanted it to be called the Queen on Trees. Yeah. 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 I think it was originally, and then they went with the... You know, more nah, pithy, chickened out, title. Mm, less pithy title. And um, anyway, so for example, we see her recording her Queen's speech, so the audio of it. And what I love about this is she's recording it, and some birds start chirping in the background. And this poor guy has to tell her, Her Majesty, that she has to stop and do it again. So she stops because he goes, "Oh, um, can we? Can we just do birds that again? chirping." Chirping, yeah. But that would, would have been a nice sound, yeah. maybe. No, it's but not I mean, a plane but not, for, not for the Queen's Christmas speech, I think. Oh, Unless it's a Robin. Okay. But oh. anyway, so, um, yeah, he has to say, tell her to stop. And so she, because she's got to the second page, and so she goes, okay, would you like me to start from the beginning of the second page? He goes, no, from the beginning. And <gasps> it's just this look, Uh-oh. right? Of her, she just gives him a look and the camera a look, and you just think, you are a brave man. Um, so oh, I really like that. Also, um, any opportunity to see Princess Anne and hear her and being... She's so gruff, right? So she was talking about the fact that when they do their royal walkabouts... So she's been on, um, when she was younger particularly, tours with um, the Queen and Prince Philip. And um, the royal walkabout began, in I think, in the 70s or whatever. And she was just saying that at the beginning of them, they all had kind of a policy, unspoken policy, that they wouldn't shake hands um, just because she said it's absurd because you can't shake everyone's hand, right? And it's something that she still upholds today. And she's so disdainful about the fact that 
She doesn't shake hands. She refuses to, but members of the royal family do. And she's not saying it's wrong, but she would never Ooh, even do that. Handgate. Mm. And then she started talks, talks about the fact that now, these days, people just shove iPads in her face. And I think it's a brave person, again, who shoves an people iPad in Princess are Anne's... shoving iPads <laughs> in Princess, Princess Anne's face. She is so nonplussed about the whole thing I love it she's so gruff and unapologetic about it um, and lastly the, I have to say about this that we get to see a lot of Harry and Meghan which Steph Ooh. you would love but at the beginning they show um, Meghan examining her wedding dress and veil what you going to say examining her what? <laughs> her wedding dress because it's going on display mm. and it's really nice because she's talking through her veil and the fact that she decided to have like the 53 flowers of the Commonwealth stitched onto her veil as a tribute and it was really nice Really nice, she's talking about all this. But I think obviously because they had limited access to her, they then use audio and snippets of that and footage of that at the end of the programme as well. Don't you think that's bad? Unless I've just, <laughs> like... What, just, like, on repeat? Passed out, I'm watching on repeat. Maybe so I've something just done that. I was drunk. Like in Teletubbies, where they show the whole thing again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm never going to watch it, so I can't I, confirm honestly, or, or I cannot confirm it. What do you mean you're never going to watch it? Why not? I'm just not bothered about the royal family. Sorry. Okay, whatever. I've heard they're not bothered about you. <laughs> Um, what about Harry and Meghan? I, I believe you're right, Kay, that the royal family isn't bothered about me. Do you not I even like Harry and Meg? I don't dislike them. I'm just not bothered. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. If any Pogs, if any of you have watched it, tell me if it has been repeated within the episode. Or so if is I was that, just this drunk. actually been? On, this is aired already. Yes, yeah, aired. It? It's available on ITV Player. Okay. Anyway, John Dan's um, give me the sign that I must well, hurry up. I mean, yeah. Okay. Last enough. two things I just quickly want to tell you about because I won't go in depth to them because we've already reviewed them, but I'm just really. <laughs> invested in them is Trust mm-hmm. which is the Don- Donald Sutherland John Paul Getty drama because I was in need of another quality drama after I've because I've binged Killing Eve so that is the other thing that I'm really really super into and I just think it's so stylishly shot it's very cool and I just love Harris Dickinson who plays John Paul Getty the third and also Hilary Swank who plays his mother and I think it's brilliant so if you haven't started watching that start binging on that now well, or you if you want to if you want to shorthand it just watch All the Money in the World the film. Yeah, no, I do. Do you know I like what? I, I'm, I, I agree with Kat. I think this TV series is better than the film. The film was a bit mediocre, to be honest. Oh, I watched it while I was while I was yeah. well, and oh, I liked. You? I, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did like it. I mean, this this has a different theory as to what happened as well. So it's really well. Yeah, it's, it's, this is much more indicating that he was he was behind it the whole thing, part himself. Yeah. Whereas the film doesn't really. So I didn't, the film I, doesn't make no. is not at all. I yeah, didn't so know the story. It is different. I find this whole thing just mind boggling. Yeah. And the ex- film. Extraordinary. I mean, I could go, the film also elided. I'm going to use that word. The chronology. Wow. To quite to the point where the ending of the film is very much compressed real time, whereas this is more accurate, I believe, in terms of. I mean, it does play out over ten hours, so it should be. Yeah. But yeah, carry on. No, it's great. And the last thing is um, Wonderlust. So I know a lot of people on Twitter haven't been mm, enjoying this. That as well. I know. I'm just telling no, you no, though because part, I've yeah. stuck with it. I think it's important for Pogs to know totally the ones that we're sticking with. It's crucial, right? And the soundtrack's amazing to it. Anyone who doesn't know, it's basically about oh. Tony Collette, Stephen. Macintosh, um, a couple who've decided to have sex with other people, no guilt, just do it, um, still stay together. Yeah. What about STDs? I mean, they're safe. Um, oh, and well, last the week, at the it, moment. Just, it was just really balmy because they all went out with the people that they're currently seeing, and it was completely mind blowing. Oh, it's balmy. It is. It was. It was kind of. It was a bit. It wacky. is though, isn't it? But it was fun. It was good, and I just. I think it's really good. It's pushing the boundaries. Good to see Steph still disapproving. Oh, it's greedy, Still disapproving though. of sex. Well... I and mean, let's face it, I mean, you have got a baby on the way, I've got, so... Well, yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, kudos yeah. to the Ambi George. Yeah, no. I mean, let's not go into this. <laughs> Your husband. Um, 
And um, anyway, so I just thought anyone who hasn't started that, you've got to watch it. And there's a great. I think there's like there's an emotional underbelly. To oh, it as I well, really like right? it. It's great. It's a great show. It's it's sad that it isn't um, getting huge, but numbers on um, BBC One. I think it feels more like a BBC Two show to me. Is what I'd say. I think mm. I think that's probably slightly regretting not putting it on BBC Two because it's quite because it is it is um, challenging stuff. Yeah, and it's not like mainstream drama. It's quite quirky and, and it is dealing with a controversial. It's clearly your reaction, your well, stern faced reaction to the whole idea of polyamorous relationships. Well, look, you're married. You've made a decision. Just deal with it. You know, like everybody else does. Oh, forever. Yeah. Oh. What do you think Steph's doing? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah, and also the son in it, who's, um, oh. his character name is Tom. No, there's a really sweet moment from last week's episode where we see, like, him developing a relationship as well. So it's not just about the couple, it's about yes. their children as well, which I love. Yes, yeah. good point. I just think you've That's got to always BBC. be safe. You know, <laughs> STDs are rife in this day and age. Oh my and you've God, got to be like going back to the 70s or something. Wow. Can yeah. I just say, I think there's also, I'm doing a Can I Just Say? I think there's also an episode coming out, I believe the fifth episode, which I haven't watched it. So you're up to what, the third, fourth episode? Fourth. I believe the fifth episode. So this week. This week is a two hander <gasps> in which um, she goes to her shrink and it's just the two of them talking about her life. Yeah, she's quite bold. There you go. See? Innovative. Yeah. Mm. Tony Collette's character, I mean, when I say she. Yeah. Right, thank you very much. What about you, though? What about me? Good point. <laughs> I have been on a right old adventure this week. Have you? Yes. I went Where to Sheffield. Oh. I know. Are you doing a regional tour? I am. I'm touring the north <laughs> yeah. one day a week. We've got no, a lot I'm of fans not. in Sheffield. I don't say fans. I went to Sheffield because that's where they held the premiere, the world premiere of the new series of Doctor Who. Oh, yes. controversial. With our friend Jodie Whittaker. With our friend Jodie Whittaker. Oh, and people are still wittering on about her being a woman, aren't they? God's oh, morons. sake. Morons Get over it. She's morons. a woman, so... Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and they held it in Sheffield. Why, I hear you ask? Because the first episode is set in Sheffield and its environs. You Odd choice. shocked and appalled. Well, I just seen that, yeah... Well, so, like, can you obviously tell it's set in Sheffield in the oh, programme? Like, is there... Yeah, I mean, they make literally... Sheffield and its environs are... In fact, Sheffield United's football club's ground is shown briefly, Bramwell Lane, which I walked past when I went to the screening. So, yeah, it's absolutely 100%. It's all about the people she meets. She first... So the Doctor has to land on Earth somewhere. Well, she doesn't have to, but she does. The Doctor mm. lands on Earth. She chooses Sheffield. And she doesn't choose... Well, she doesn't, I don't want to give anything Sheffield away. Sheffield chooses So I'm trying her. not to spoil anything. So what I'm about to say, by the way, is not mm. a full review. Because you're not allowed. Because spoil it. Well, I think by the time this comes out, one well, excuse, I think I am allowed. We are allowed to okay. review it. But obviously we're not allowed to spoil anything. Okay. So I am going to kind of give my, give my opinion. Or face the wrath of the Whovians. Definitely want to face the wrath of the Whovians. Being a Whovian myself, I'd be furious. But So I'm not going to spoil anything at all. I'm going to dance around all the animals, but I will give my verdict okay. that was about to happen now oh, in the speech I'm about to God, make. Really building up to I'm it. really building up to it. So, <laughs> yeah, we're introduced. She arrives in Sheffield, quite how, I won't spoil that. She then meets her new gang of companions. So, it's already been announced that she's got three companions, which will be with her. Greedy. Through the whole, yeah. yeah. <laughs> through the whole it show. Just seems a lot. Yeah. Tosin Cole, Mandy Gill, and um, Bradley Walsh, most I, controversially. Okay. Uh, you know, I was slightly opposed to the Bradley Walsh thing, but yeah. uh, is know. he good, Boyd? He's good. Is he really? All you have to know is he is good. Yeah, and I, uh, you know, I forgot. Is he he's... the comedy side? No, thing? he's oh. not. That's the good thing about. Ooh. That's the best thing Bradley, about it. Bradley, yeah. I was going to call him Cooper. Bradley Walsh does drama. Yeah, mm. yeah, he does drama. And the good thing about him is, is that he was in. The reason why he's in the show, I think, is because new he's show available. On... New... <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest thing you've, you've said <laughs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> on this podcast um, Boyd Bradley <laughs> oh my god you killed Boyd you joke oh. Boyd yeah 
Bradley was in Chris Chibnall, who is the current Doctor Who showrunner's UK version of Law and Order. And he was really good in it. And people forget. So, you know, back then he was acting his ass off every week. Mm. And he wasn't the showbiz all-rounder we know now. Do you know now? He's... He's London he's got Palladium. Christmas albums. Christmas albums. Yeah. Panto. Yeah. Anyway, he's really good in it. Okay. He's absolutely great. And as are the younger companions as well. Um, and they're, they, are, they are connected in some way. And I won't even explain how they're connected, but they are connected in some okay. way. Um, and they're based in Sheffield. And they're Just all really good. Sheffield. They're all really good, the companions. And we'll see more of them as time goes on. Um, she, after five minutes, you completely accept that she is the Doctor. She's brilliantly likeable. Um, just completely inhabits the idea of the Doctor from the start. So, you know, the Doctor's always this kind of eccentric, um, you know, genius figure who's going around helping people, particularly helping humans, has been one of his big things that he has been doing. Now she, this version, has all that, but feels just really zippy and positive and mm. just really exciting and funny. And she just does such a brilliant job. Um, you know, literally, I now immediately love her and want to see... See it every week. Where does see. she rank in your all top? I'm going to give it to. I'll doctors. give it to the end of the series. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Series. If you did it after the first episode, yeah, before it's not I fair. make that okay. ranking, but I will get back to you with that ranking. Right, okay. In, I really uh, appreciate that. Right. I read yeah. an interesting because um, I read an interview with her, and I thought it was yeah. interesting the fact that she said growing up she never watched it. Her family didn't watch no, it at all, no. and she had contemplated she was going to watch all of them yes. to do thorough research. And Chris, is it Chibnall? Had that she said to her, "No, I don't want you yeah. to do that. I want you to bring a fresh, fresh take to it." Absolutely, yeah, yeah. He didn't, he didn't mind at all that she hadn't watched it. Yeah, and she's now like she's now going to go back and watch it all because she's so now she's become a Hoovian by the fact that she's been in it. Mm-hmm. So the first episode has to introduce those characters, her and her gang, and there's another few characters. There's an there is an alien, new alien presence. We can mm-hmm. say that, and it's all about how she deals with that. But it's just, it's beautifully filmed. It's got a new kind of new widescreen look. Good, because do you know what? When we reviewed it about a year ago, I did think it was a bit dodgy. Did you? Yeah. It was a bit shoddy. I I mean, d- it's slightly yeah. unfair to the Well, I just, I know, I'm glad that they have the production values they have is what I'm pro- saying. They have, though. They really have. And that's a big part Isn't of Isn't that the, part of the charm of it? Like, well, it was quite Not really. Small. I think... I think everyone regards I think it was intentional. I think it was just... The right, it wasn't intentional. It. Yeah, no, I, think I it was, thought it was. Just the, okay, you know, when, when you're a sci-fi budgets. show in the 70s, 80s, yeah. and, you know, you've got a bit basic BBC budget. Talk about basic bingers. Basic mm. BBC budget was even more basic mm. than the basic bingers. Yeah. And, um, Easy for you to say. Yeah. And so, the, so it has become known over the years as being like, you know, cardboard sets and all that. But that was just, they weren't, they were trying to make as good a job as they could. In fact, they just weren't it, doing it very well. Well, they just didn't have the I money. They no, they didn't have the it. money. Don't sometimes they did Netflix. a brilliant job. Huh? I think they should stick to it. Don't, stick to the yeah. low budget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can make it. You can make it really good, but don't make yeah. it shit. Go don't, on, yeah. everyone's what people want. No, the great thing about it was, it, Doctor has always kept up with the times, or to some extent, and it definitely is now because it looks lush and cinematic, mm, good, widescreen, brilliantly shot. I loved it. It's what Jodie deserves. It is what Jodie deserves. What deserves. That's Doctor Who. It starts. Oh, and it's on Sunday. It's going to be on next Sunday, the seventh of October. What time? In the evening. Time, as we sit here now, on Wednesday, the uh, 26th of September, has yet to be confirmed. It's been confirmed in an hour and a half, three o'clock. What? I know. That's just, just you know, I like to be open and transparent about these things. I think it's going to be on at 6.45, though. Yeah. Secondly, I want to mention the return of Would I Lie to You? Even oh, in a your week, favourite show. Even in a week. I love this show. Where Doctor Who's on, The, the Haunting of Hill House, we're about to look at. I love horror stuff, you mm. know, just to mention The Bisexual is a big new show from this big American director. All of these things, for me, mm. I don't think I'm going to get as much pleasure, even from Doctor Who, oh my God. as what? I have 
from Would I Lie to You, the greatest comedy panel show in history of TV, which is back next Friday, 12th of October. I've seen the first episode. Bob Mortimer is in it. Oh, I love yes. Bob Mortimer. And he's a regular. He's in it every series pretty much. And he's the greatest. Him making up stories, or are they made up? No spoilers. Mm. Him telling extraordinary stories from his life, which may or may not be true, is just one Boy, of the your great eyes just light up. joys of our life. I've never yes. seen you this yeah. happy. I, I, it makes not me even so talking happy. about Sherlock, I don't think. It makes me so <laughs> <laughs> Sherlock, wow. who... It's all about would I lie to you. Wow. That was like a haiku. (laughs) I got it all right. Oh, my God. And finally, Elite. Okay, you're going to like this. It's Spanish. (gasps) Espanol. Good intake of breath. We could have reviewed this, but there's just no time. It's out. Why do you hate me? This I want Friday. to do that instead Sorry. of that haunted house nonsense. Oh, well, oh. haunted house is next Friday. This is this Friday, October the fifth. It's elite. It's a new Spanish language drama on Netflix. It's a read. It's a read. I'm afraid What's there is it a, about? there What's are little about? moments. You'll be pleased to know they're in English, oh, but good. not many. Right. It's set in an elite, hence the title, Spanish boarding school. Oh, into for it. Tough Teenagers yes. who what? are horrendously horrible, nasty, tough teenagers. Oh, this sounds rubbish. Into this world come three working class, poorer kids. Oh, no. And the reason they have to go there is because their school was destroyed in an earthquake and the roof fell in. So This sounds like something The Rock would be in. No, 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 no. It's totally non... Not, that's just the premise. You don't see, right. by the way, you don't see the earthquake. In the oh, okay. You just, it's just explained. This, this is why they're sent to the school in an emergency measure. Yeah. And, right. why and, and it's, it's really good because it's about that class conflict. And it's also about how knobbish, I mean, that's a technical term, the mm. rich kids are. And it's got the a very much a um, Big Little Lies style mystery running through it. You know, oh, in the way, okay. how Big Little Lies yeah, started yeah. with. We're the, listening. Yeah, right. Yeah, so put your interest now, yeah. even though you have to read it. I know. You know I'm how prepared. Big Little Lies started with the investigation. Yeah, yeah, you didn't yeah. know what crime had been committed or who'd done it. You just, you just they'll police interviews with the mm. with just people involved. Just giving you nuggets of information. This has, does the same thing. Okay. I don't know if it's ripped off that idea for it Big Little Lies. definitely has. But it may have been made at the same time, but it has the same device where these teenagers are being interviewed. There's blood all over one of them. Mm. Something horrible has happened. You don't know what it is, and you don't know who done, who's done it. And it's really good. And it's gripping. in Spanish. This is right on my screen. Okay. It's really good. Elite on Netflix from this Friday in full. And now we move on to Pog Picks, in which people on the ground, which is our name for, the for people our that matter. listeners... Tell us what they have liked this week in the world of popular culture, Kay. Okay, well, I'm going to just hone in on one, and hone. it's from, I think he might be Spanish. Luis Marquez, I'm going to say. Marquez. Correct Sounds us good. if we're wrong. But, um, Unless his real name is Louis Marx. Oh, God, it just, probably will be, like Bazzy Lions all over again. Oh. Yeah. And he says, I'm catching up with Glow on Netflix. Um, it's very funny and great 80s vibe. Episodes around 30-minute mark, so it doesn't outstay its welcome. We've reviewed Glow, actually, haven't we? People do care about the time of things. I know you always say that it's silly when I say what the time is, but people care about how much time things are. Well, this is an adequate time, time 30 minutes. It takes to watch. To watch, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. I've never denied that. Oh. I make more comments on how much time it takes you to watch. Oh, that was it. Oh, I knew there was a difference. That was it. Right, okay. different point. So Glow is about the, wasn't it, the lady wrestlers? Yes, the lady wrestlers. The lady wrestlers. You watched it, we reviewed it. Glamorous ladies of wrestling. Yes. Well done. Reviewed season one and two, I think. Yeah. Much to your shame. We, did, we didn't do two because. Didn't we? No, we because Kay had a hissy fit. No, I didn't have a hissy fit. Anyway, let's not get into that. Also, we've got a new franchise thanks to one of our listeners. I think it's Jez, um, who I don't. I think it was Jez who um, a few episodes ago had a beef with the extras in Strangers being a bit crap. Do you remember that? 
you know. Oh yeah, the extras in Strangers filmed in Hong Kong, and yeah. the director kind of admitted they were crap. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm renaming because Jez has tweeted us again, and he said he was nitpicking. I've renamed it Basic Whinges because Ooh, his, nice. his nitpick this week is um, the supposed GNTs in episode two of Killing Eve, which, as we know, is a fantastic series. He says no decent bar in their right mind would serve them as looking like a jug-sized glass of water with a few bits of ice in. Hashtag imperfect serve. Hashtag best thing on TV. So he's got an issue with the drinks, basically. He's oh, saying they don't look very... I've seen yes. large GNTs before. I have, like, in like yeah. large... No, yeah. well, Jez is against yeah. I mean, I'm not He's taken against okay. these glasses. What, okay. what glasses Do not stand against gin and tonics generally come in? They can come in shorts, but recently the new trend seems to be like these kind of almost goldfish bowl size glasses with loads I of ice in. those things are really hard to drink out of. Mm, they are, point. aren't they? Yeah. Because you've got, well, you know when you get your nose in... Oh, yeah, yeah then it goes to yeah, you. Yeah, it just splashes you. Work. Anyway, so I just wanted to say, Pogs listening, if you've got any gripes, like a few weeks ago I mentioned on X Factor how some of the judges just can't say performance and they will always go performance. Performance. Gary Barlow. Oh. What's the name for this feature? Gripe of the Week? No, Basic Whinges. Oh, Basic Whinges. <laughs> <laughs> like, none of the words were the same. <laughs> Gripe of the week. And also, it doesn't, it's not really a play on our names. Yeah. Yeah. Basic, basic windows, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So thanks, well, Jess, for um, kind of inventing that or helping us invent that. So anyone who's got any gripes, get in touch. Let us know at Basic Binges. Uh, thank you very much. That was Pog Picks. Finally, not finally, penultimately, <laughs> before the meet, is there any other business? Does anyone want to say, can I just say about anything? I've done my can I just say. Oh, yeah. actually, I oh. have got one thing. Oh, I knew that would I be. I am just going to say that it's I have... It's not just an, a tenth pick, by No, the way. it's got to be a, a it's point. It's got to be a point. It is a point. It's a point about my life. <laughs> right. Um, I'm just going to say, because I don't usually watch things that are on, you know, just like on the... Like week by week, but I have been watching Nine One One and For the People. <gasps> I love For the People. Yeah, and I think they're both good. She just smuggled yeah, it. Oh my god, it's a smuggling. <laughs> I'm ruling that against the will of the court. <laughs> yeah, and that's not what this good. section was for. But I no. agree with For the yeah. People. It's good. Both on Sky, any up, Sky any other Witness. K. Um, yeah, there is. Okay, so we've had quite a few pogs. Um, getting in touch to let us know they've been listening to us either abroad or on their travels, mm. which I've, we've been enjoying. So we've had Lee and he went to Turkey and was listening to the podcast and I made him send in a picture as proof and I can confirm he was in Turkey. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Debs... Did he, well, how do you know? Did he have yeah, like, the Turkish, Turkish tourist ball in the background? No, he had a Turkish flag and he was like, oh, yeah, I actually okay. said because I mean, otherwise Turkish... he could be anywhere. Was he in his um It wasn't at his local t- Turkish restaurant. Was he in what? Was he in his swimming shorts? I don't know how that proves he's in Turkey or not. Listen, we're not... We're not asking, you looking for a sexy picture? We can't ask yeah. inappropriate pictures from our pogs. <laughs> this is not what it's about. Whereabouts um, in Turkey? Listen, I'm not getting into it. Oh, okay. Right. Debs went to Denmark and she was listening to us and she sent us um, a nice picture as well. And um, one of our other pogs, whose name um, I haven't written down, went to Clacton. So, so that's what I want to say to you guys. It doesn't have to be abroad. Just if you have not listened to it in your house, do get in touch. Send us a picture. Let us know. I mean... If you're if, not listening to it in your, in your house, house. So if you've gone to the shops yeah, and you're in train. Sainsbury's... Why not? Why okay. not? You want the, those celebrating the train. Commuting. And Just this the is commute. the new section called Pogs Don't Win Prizes. Right? So, oh. Oh. Get in touch. She's been very busy with naming things, hasn't she? Yeah. And um, yeah. I might actually, I'm going to photocopy a large map. We're going to put it out on mm. the wall. And yeah. every time we get another um, place that a pog has listened to us, and more importantly, told their friends to listen to us, because as John pointed out, it's not just about me putting stuff on a map. It's about no. getting people to yes. listen. And it would be nice if you actually remember their name when you read down yeah. the tweets. But kind the of Clapton so- Pog. Mm. I'll find it. Sorry. Yeah. I think Sorry, Clapton Pog. 
All right, we'll move on, and then hopefully in the time it takes for us to review one of these shows, yes. Kay will have remembered the name of the Clacton Pog. Sorry, I didn't write them down. Clacton The CP. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Firstly, we're going to look at The Haunting of Hill House. I should say that in a uh, scary you should. voice. Whoa. The Haunting of Hill House. That's much better. It is a temparter arriving on Netflix next Friday, October the 12th, in time for what, you may ask? Halloween, I Halloween. think we're all... Yeah, all Hallows... So. What is it, All Hallows Day? Eve, All Hallows Eve. I was going to say it was All yeah, Hallows Eve, Eve, actually. Is that yeah, right? All Hallows Day. Mm. They'll make it Halloday. Come yeah. to this podcast, we <laughs> get half facts. <laughs> um, this show is written and directed by horror mastermind Mike Flanagan, who has made such horror films as Hush, Oculus and Gerald's Game, which was on the Netflix, if you've oh. seen it. still on Netflix, in fact, okay. Gerald's Game. It's very good. Um... This is a new version of an all-time classic novel by the American author Shirley Jackson called The Haunting of Hill House, which you may have seen previously. It was turned into two films called The Haunting, a classic black-and-white version in 1963, which is one an absolutely brilliant horror film and is all about atmosphere and creating the tone in, in kind of very, very moody black-and-white. And the more recent version, mm. which I think was at the end of the 90s, called The Haunting, which starred Catherine Zeta-Jones and was made by the director of Speed and is a load of old shit. Oh, is that the technical verdict? That is the technical verdict. Mm. This version stars has an all-star cast, including Michelle Huisman from mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, Carla Gugino, who's in Gerald's Game, Timothy Hutton, who's in Ordinary People, the mm-hmm. film that quite rightly won the Oscar the year that um, Martin Scorsese's boxing film Raging Bull came out, and Oliver Jackson Cohen, who was in, uh, yes, The Man like in the Orange him. Shirt, we one of our favourites over recent yeah, years, yeah. great man. Henry Thomas, who was the little kid in E.T. Yes, oh, indeed. of course, I yes. knew I recognised him recognized somewhere. Him and many more. And the whole concept is five siblings, count them, yeah. five siblings yeah. grow up in this creepy old massive mansion called Hill House Brought up by their dad, played at different ages by Timothy Hutton and Henry Thomas. Timothy Hutton when it, when it, back in the day, mm. Henry Thomas more recently. Carla Gugino is their mum. We only see her in flashback. 
And you see, and the whole series flits between scenes back in the day when they were growing up in this hellhole, frankly, mm. and creepy things were happening in their lives, to the present day where they're kind of, you know, how has all the, these weird, creepy things that happened to them back then affected them now and what they're all doing now? And they're all doing things now, like one of them's written a book about the whole thing controversially and the others weren't happy with it. Another one's kind of like a therapist dealing with kids who are going through trauma. They're all doing things that are clearly connected to whatever horrendous experiences they went through in Hill House. And on top of that, there are other flashbacks. There's loads of timelines. It's quite complicated. What did you think of it? Kay Ribeiro. I didn't like it at all. But can I just say, she did start watching episode two. Yeah. And it was saying mean, to me, when this bit happens, and I was like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And then she, so she's watched 13 minutes of episode two. <laughs> and then she's gone back and And then I did get episode. a bit grumpy. So maybe I'm not being fair about this. But I found it just a bit too complex trying to get to grips with who was who, which time zone we're in, et cetera, et cetera. Any programme that requires me to draw a family tree is not for moi. Mm. <laughs> is that it? Is that your considered verdict? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, horror's no. not my bag either. I mean, brevity. At yeah. all times, brevity. I think when, you've, when you're doing something which, has got a, which relies very heavily on flashbacks to explain the the personalities of the characters in present day, you have got to have max three people when it goes to five it's just yeah. like and when it's too, too many two brunettes yeah and you try and then you're going is that that person younger or is that that person younger yeah and i mean then, i wouldn't even know if there were i three. mean it's incredibly <laughs> there are a, there are too many characters in okay. this why why five why five siblings because there's 10 hours to fill yeah, but they could have start. Oh, it's just too many. <laughs> it's too many. It, it's 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 it is incredibly. If I could be bothered, I'd follow. draw a family tree for the pogs to understand this. But I it is can't. it I is difficult to follow. No, no, I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm I'll do it to yeah, tweet yeah, it, yeah, but I just can't yeah, be, even no, be bothered okay. to do that. Maybe I will. But also, all the siblings have got different gripes with each other, and it's like you can't be bothered to care about the gripes because you're just really trying to work out who is who <laughs> in the past. <laughs> That's true. That is true. It's like, I know you're annoyed with that person, but I'm not sure why. And I also don't know who that person is when they were little. So I don't know. Yeah. But I liked the effects. <laughs> the stuff I could yeah. understand. Um, I mean, I'm a big fan of Timothy Hutton and I like mm-hmm. him in it. Yeah. Um, I think it has the potential to be good. And I really thought the ending was excellent. Yeah. But I think that they've tried to do too much in this first episode and they haven't concentrated enough on like one. They They need to kind of, have one central character and then the other siblings maybe just be periphery. They focus quite a lot on um, Stephen Crane, played Michelle Houston's character, who's the guy who writes the book. Don't yeah. It's quite a lot of him, isn't there? He goes and visits the uh, woman to get her, her story. Yeah, her... but it's... Do, 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 do you not know what I mean, though? There I don't know what I mean. I'm going to address all of these points. Oh, OK. It is very complicated. Befuddling. It might be befuddling, especially if you watch half of episode two before episode <laughs> mm, one. Fair. It is, as all things are... Remember we did the cry? Was it last week we did the cry? Yeah. Yeah. The, um, you weren't I was it. vomiting, I don't know. You were vomiting yeah. with um, Jenna Coleman, mm-hmm. in which, in the first scene, there's five mini little flashbacks like, to, to her walking mm-hmm. out of the house and facing the press. It's the thing. That's the thing. There's an article to be written, I'm too busy, about <laughs> how every big... People are crying out. ...prestigious drama series of the moment, you know, your mm-hmm. Westworlds... Your, home, yeah. your hill houses, your the cries, yeah, and oh my god, maniac! Same. Oh. They all flit yeah, around maniac. between timelines. This one, I interviewed name drop. I interviewed Mike Flanagan, 
Bing bong. Yeah, the showrunner. And he said, I think there's actually ten. I think they counted ten different timelines. In the first episode? In, throughout the series. Oh. So it not only does it have... It flits mainly between present day and when they were kids, but there's also mini flashbacks within that, and you'll see as episodes go on. See, I've seen four episodes now. Okay. And as the episodes go on, and each episode does focus on a particular one of the siblings as it goes on. While showing you the ongoing story of all of them, if you like, it is a very it's, ambitious. It is ambitious. Too many flashbacks. But whilst, there is all I'd say is, is, if you go with it, if you no. bathe in it, right, I'm not. Then you accept the fact you're not going to get every single work out every single who's who to start with within the first five minutes. You will over time work it all out, and by the, the time, hold on, let me finish. Okay. By the time you get to episode. Two, three, four, you will effing love it. Because it is. Boy, you've got to stop saying that. You said it for um, Maniac as well. Get to episode three or four and you'll suddenly like it. It's binging. No, 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 but you're wrong. People binge. He also told me, Flanagan, that Netflix knows that when people settle down for a binge watch of one of their shows, they're watching two, two and a half episodes. Oh, do they? Yeah, yes. so when you... Not four. So it's different. Crucially, not four. So if no, I get no, two and a half episodes... No, even still two and a half. After, in the middle of the second episode, I, was, I mean, I was I just, gripped in the first episode. I just... Because I'm more open-minded than you guys. So no, I no, went no, along no, with it all. No. But what I'm saying I mean, is... It's true. Once it's you let it... Once true. you immerse yourself in this world, it is really brilliant. It's one of I, the best horror dramas no, I've ever it. seen on television. I enjoyed it, but I, my problem is, is that I... Once I finished it, I thought, oh, I'm going to have to watch that again. Because it was complicated. And it's so good though that watching it again will not be I, unenjoyable. I, I didn't I didn't not enjoy it. I did like it, but I just I wished that there were three less characters. That's all I wished for. It's fantastic. Five stars. Kay. Um I'm giving it three stars. I'm gonna give it four stars. Oh, and we should just say Oliver Jackson's Cohen's episode kind of is episode four focusing on and he is phenomenal. Oh, see, I'll watch that. He, he plays the deeply troubled, the most troubled one of all. And okay. the kid that plays him is adorable as well. So, yeah, just saying, you're wrong, I'm right, it's brilliant. The Haunting of Hill House, next Friday, Netflix, October the 12th, watch it. A quick interjection from me, just to say, our um, Clapton Pog was Little Emsley. Um, he oh, got in touch, I yeah. love Little Emsley. So say the name again. Little, Little Emsley. Emsley. Oh, thank you very much. She's long time Pog, that is. Long time Pog. And now we move on to The Bisexual, mm. which is the title of the new six-part series starting on Channel 4 next week. Stephanie Seelan, are you of healthy mind and body <laughs> enough to describe what this show is? I'm going to give it a go. Okay, so the main focus of this show is a partnership of two lovely ladies, um, Le- New Yorker Layla and her partner Sadie, played by the wonderful Maxine Peake. Um, they are not only in business together, but they are lovers <laughs> they're lovers okay now at the beginning you kind of see them like having an interview and talking about their lives together and very, this is the premise so it's not a spoiler mm, as I always say yeah so one of them decides that their relationship should move to the next level and Layla decides to move out and decide whether she is going to actually stay with Sadie or whether she should just explore other things and explore other things she does she goes to live with a novelist friend of hers and She's Played by Brian Gleeson. Oh, yes, he's very good. Of uh, Brendan Gleeson's son fame, I do believe. Really? Yeah. And brother of the other Gleeson. Okay. Yeah. Um, what she, what she, she gets a bit of a shock halfway through the episode and she finds herself becoming attracted to men. I'm not going to give anything else away because it would ruin it's the whole thing. It's been brewing, though. It's not a sudden thing, is it? 
Oh, I didn't get the sense that it had been brewing. As, as in, you can tell maybe that she had been thinking, possibly, I think. Mm. I just thought she was like, oh, I'm not sure about Sadie. Mm. I need a get out. Yeah. I think it's a bit of both. Okay. Yeah. Um, then she finds herself being coming attracted to men. And then, I mean, I'm not going to say what happens because I don't want to spoil it. Because I'm not enough. that kind of girl. No. What did you think of this? Had you seen Desiree Alcavan, who um, created it, who did the, mis- the Miseducation of Karen Post... An appropriate behaviour to Cameron Post still on, I think, in cinemas now. Indie film about you know gay conversion therapy. Ugh. Yeah, it's a really interesting film. Um, had you seen any of her stuff? Have you heard of her? I, she, are you new to Akavan? I am new to Akavan, and she is very welcome in my life because I thought um, she was genius. I really liked it. I thought it was very different and very original, and I thought she was incredibly pretty. Just gonna put that out there. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I concur with Steph. But also I liked the um, her best friend, who's played by Saskia Channa, and she plays a character called Dennis, who is just hilarious. Yeah, she's, she's very, great. like, po-faced, one-wordy answer, very sarcastic, which I appreciated, and I, I think she stole the show. Yeah, she was great. I think it's a really great and interesting concept. It I is. I liked it a lot. It is. Now, the thing that... Um the thing that uh, is addressed in the whole kind of pre-release publicity for this show, and of course I did go to the screening of course you did. at BFI, where of course. Desiree Alcavan, her cast were there, Bom. Maxine Peake was there, Brian Gleeson was there being interviewed, Bom. was that uh, bisexuality is like the ultimate, t- the last taboo, Kay. And when <laughs> Kay was watching it... Like, when Kay, is the last taboo? I know. <laughs> well, funnily enough, when Kay was watching it, or Kay does sit next to me in the office, and she was like, she saw the press release or something saying, by such shows, she was like, is it really? Is it really the last taboo? Is it taboo? the last taboo? I don't so, think that is the last taboo. I, I don't think, think it is either. I don't but think you it... rarely, it's like a taboo in the sense yeah, that you really. I totally Maybe not the last taboo. I don't think it's taboo. Listeners, if you want no, list, I don't think it is a taboo. If you want a top 10 taboo list and you want to list This wouldn't be on it. Well, I think it would be on it. It might not be the last. I think it's not. I think. I don't think it's a I think some people think it's just indecisiveness. Right, but that's what makes I it think... taboo, isn't it? Yeah, the people do look down upon bisexual, don't they? Like gay people go, oh no, they I just. Think it's you know. a taboo, though. Not always. Think... Even if you like chocolate ice cream, not always do you want to eat chocolate ice cream. Sometimes you want vanilla or strawberry. You know, or a great ice cream um, analogy. Metaphor. Um, I don't think it's a taboo. I, I think more of a taboo would be Wonderlust. <laughs> you call it a taboo. To taboo. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. taboo. I don't know what a taboo um, is. <laughs> I think the concept of Wonderlust and that is more of a taboo. Oh, yeah. I agree. Oh, I don't yeah. agree. I, think, I still think it's pretty taboo. I think it's God, pretty. That's because you're close-minded, Boyd. Boyd, if you become more open-minded, I'm not saying it shouldn't be a taboo. No, I believe you said it should be a taboo. That is what you're saying. You're outrageous. It's outrageous that people are judged for it. Do you want to apologise now? An apologia. <laughs> I apologise for him Anyway, swearing. I think it's really interesting because it yeah. is. Inc- I can't think of another um, no. show that tackled this subject, which does indicate that it is still a taboo. And I think she does a brilliant job of making it absolutely believable, one hundred percent real, authentic. It feels like it's a lot of it is set in the kind of trendy hipster London, yeah. like lesbian Shoreditch. and gay scene. Yeah, yeah. Shoreditch. The author's and, a, a hipster, isn't he? Yeah, they're all wearing kind of hipster, hipster clothes. Yeah, it's, aren't and they? it feels incredibly authentic mm. about depicting that world in a. Yeah. Very funny, kind of no holds barred way. Yeah. It does not endorsing that world. It's, it's saying you know, these are absolute hipsters. Mm. Um, and the way she gets immediately attracted to the the guy who works in one of the places, I thought was very clever. And that scene, the cloakroom guy, the cloakroom guy, and the, and the kind of almost sex scene that happens. No spoilers. Is really funny. Is really well done. That is an absolute spoiler. I know. It's not a spoiler. Which well, you can't say a spoiler and go no spoilers. It's not yeah, that, that doesn't then negate what you just You're said. Ridiculous. It's not bodyguard. It's a comedy in which there's scenes happening. Anyway. <laughs> Um, it's TV really critic, Boyd Hilton. it's as authentic as it is funny it's great yes four and a half stars from me it's a four from me four from me 
the bisexual arrives on Channel 4 next Wednesday, the 10th of October at 10pm. I think people really night. like it. And finally, in the meet, Women on the Verge, UK TV original on the channel known as W. What was that, that family known for? as? Yeah. I think... Is it know, like Dave? Was like? Is it Wendy? I think it stands for women. Women, Wendy. The women channel. The, it's a channel aimed at women. I think that has to be... I think oh. they're too embarrassed to call it women, so they said. call it W. Maybe, yeah. Because if it was called women, I, that would be... I'd, I'd just also like to make this point that you know that Sky Living is now Sky Witness. Yes. Everyone is loving Sky Witness. When you say everyone, do you mean you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. no, I heard somebody else saying Did Sky you? Witness is a great channel. Was Did it you? when you looked in the mirror? Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> no... Kate Randall, she says... Oh, OK, you've she, named someone I've, else. I've, well, I've been forced to. Your I've colleague, been forced to, Your frankly. colleague, Kate Randall. Yeah. She's a colleague. She's in that rebranding. OK. Just saying. Going I mean, from living to witnesses okay. really Listen, worked. guys, do you want me to tell you what this show's about? <laughs> oh, God, go on then. <laughs> women on the Verge. It's a six-part comedy set in Dublin and follows the lives of three women in their 30s. Um, and it's written by um, Lorna Martin and it's um, adapted from her acclaimed memoir, Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. It's co-created by Sharon Horgan. Oh, so you know it's going to be brilliant. Say, no more. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, fine. No. no. Um, and it stars um, Kerry Condon as Laura, who is a journalist, and she's basically, she's in a bad... All three girls, the thing they have in common is the fact that they're in their 30s and life hasn't gone exactly how they thought it'd be. So Laura's a journalist. She's having an affair with a married man. She's having work-based meltdowns, fallouts with her family. Then we also have Alison, played by Eileen Walsh, and she really wants to have a baby, and but she hates the dating scene, online dating scene. It's horrendous. And so she decides to get back with an ex who she doesn't love, just have a baby. And then finally we see... Uh, Katie, played by Nina Sazania, who is going to have artificial insemination to give her um, daughter a sibling. She's a single parent, but then pulls out the last minute and finds out that her ex-husband is very much moving on with his wife. And it's basically following their lives and all their disappointments and the complexity of their situation. In a hilarious way. Hmm. Is it hilarious? I found, I found it hilarious. Ma- mainly Kerry Condon. I really love her character because she is the epitome of what this title is. She really is a woman of the virgin. You can feel it and you always think, oh God, this nothing is going well. Like, I really loved, I mean, her because her job is a journalist, there's a point where she thinks she's going to get a column and she gets really excited so she starts telling people and then when it doesn't happen I find that really hilarious she's got herself into a very ridiculously complicated relationship with someone at work and she's she's got a kind of brother who's an overachiever and got all the things and that she probably wants in her life and he's yeah he's got a kid and it's all wonderful for him so I I think for me she is the hook for the whole thing she is the one that you warm to most yeah and the whole thing about my whole summary of this whole show with that is painfully realistic. Yeah, you feel mm. her desperation. Tragically funny, because you can... Mm. These things are happening all the time. They're relatable. And this is partly our world, because she is a journalist. And she's working for a newspaper. But, of course, the actual um, original book was based on a Grazia column. Really? Yes, absolutely. At Conversations with My Therapist. That was Lorna Martin's column. Oh. She's a magazine journalist. She could have said it in a magazine. It would have been even closer to home. But I do find often, like in you know, press at the moment, which is all about newspapers. That's another thing I'm watching oh. and I'm loving. Oh, my God. Well, everyone's like, all the journalists are slagging off for being inaccurate, which I don't think it matters. But this did feel accurate. I thought that portrayal of a newspaper 
where it's kind of slightly more boring and less glamorous than yeah. it usually p- portrayed. And I like that. I thought that was clever. And she's great. Yeah, Carrie Condon, who is brilliant, by the way, in Better Call Saul, and is a huge star. And the whole cast, in fact, is great. You know, Nina Sassania's in loads of good stuff. Um, Last Tango in Halifax, yeah. for example. Um, uh, you'll remember, you'll recognise Eileen Walsh. She's in Catastrophe. You know, mm-hmm. you, you'll, you'll recognise her from Shadows. It's got that stamp of Hawken. It's quality, isn't it? I think it must be. W has... You know, this is a big thing for them because W has a lot of factual shows, you know, with Dr. What's-His-Name, Dr. Christian, yeah, you know, yeah. shows like that. And a lot of perfectly good, you know, documentaries and stuff. But this is a big step, uh, a prestigious six-part comedy produced and co-created by Sharon Horgan. And it is, I have to say, it's really. I thought it was really, really good. Yeah, yeah I thought it was really like, good. you know, just believable. I'm saying the same thing I said about the previous show, so I'm going to try and say something else. But no, I, it's the theme of the pod, yeah, I think. Believable theme dramas. Authenticity dramas, yeah. and funny. And, 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 I really, and there's a little tragic element to it. There's little moving yeah, bits that happen as well. There they are. surprise you by how powerfully emotional they are. Well, surprise me. I'm hoping in next episode they'll flesh out the friendships a bit more, though. Yeah. Because I feel like... Oh, you want to know just... how they became yeah, friends and all that, and yeah. Just, yeah. The backstory and stuff. Yeah. Let me flesh out. Let me flesh out. I'm going to give it a solid four stars. I'm giving it four. I've give, given everything four. Mm. I'm giving it... Yeah, I'll give it four as well. Women on the Verge starts on the aforementioned W Channel next Thursday, the 11th of October, at 10pm at night. Ooh, it's late. And that... We're not doing a spoiler special this week. Thank you very much for braving through your oh, well um, done, maternity sickness. Oh, me? Steph, oh, you, I was getting a thing. Oh, yeah. thanks. Well, thanks very much to Kay. Thank you very much to John Dan oh. for engineering the whole thing. Thanks, and we'll John be back Dan. next week. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.